Hello everybody and welcome back to The Way That I See It. So in this week's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about the power of a reset, the power of calling time on yourself and the power of when life just goes a little bit crazy, what you actually need to do to reset things and to put yourself in a new direction. So I have had a crazy two weeks and prior to that probably four weeks of working intensely on a project that meant that I neglected many things and as you can hear a little bit of that was my well-being you know for a temporary cause and you know I come to the end of that now and I've spent the last couple of days resetting myself and resetting my energy and I wanted to share with you some of the things that I've done not just to help myself get well you know the plan is not always that we end up sick right but actually what I've done to reset my energy, reset my focus, re-clarify what I'm doing next, and to get super freaking crystal clear on what I'm going to create over the next three months. So at the time of recording this, it's mid-September, and I have no doubt that you have goals for the end of this year. So whenever you're listening to this, I have no doubt that you have goals for the end of this year that are actually pretty big, and maybe you don't feel like you're on your way there yet. And so what I'm going to share with you today are some of my top tips to enable you to do that. So welcome back to the way that I see it. My name is Lucy Superfox and this is my podcast. So first things first, maybe life has got a little crazy. Well, if that's the case and life right now has been a bit upside down, then here are my top five tips to sharing how to reset yourself, how to reclarify, and how to refocus on where you want to go next. So firstly, my first piece of advice for you would to take stock. So number one, sit yourself down and say, right, right, where am I? What's going on? Now, what a lot of us don't do is a lot of us aren't really clear on where we are. So we'll say things like, I want to wear more money or I want to lose weight or I want to, you know, end this year happy. And that's so vague (laughs) that we don't actually know where we are. I know a lot of people who are terrified to look at their bank balance or they're terrified to look at their sales numbers or they're terrified to you know, face the truth about a step on the scales, right? If that's the thing for you, or they're terrified to face the truth in their relationship. Um, In reality, unless you actually know where you are, how on earth do you think you're going to create a plan for where you want to get to? Now, I always say awareness is the first step. And if you're not currently aware, if you don't currently have that awareness for what it is you want next in life, mm, nothing's going to really change. So my first piece of advice to you is to get really real about where you are is to sit down and take stock. Now, I call this a life audit with my clients um, and the people I've coached in the past. And, you know, in a lot of my mini courses, this is the one thing that I make every single client go through is a life audit, which is basically a reality stock check. You know, much like before you did an order, you know, if you worked in retail, you would look at what stock you had, you know, whether you'd look at how many chocolate bars it was or how many dresses in a size eight, right? The same thing applies is that you sit down and you look at all the areas of your life and you say to yourself, right, this is where I'm at and this is where I want to be. So you know what the gap is. So that's the first thing is to do a life audit, to get really, really clear where you actually are. So my top tips for doing that is to write it down, write it down. Because what often happens is people are so afraid to face reality that they don't actually acknowledge that reality isn't great. Like the first step to being able to create the life of your dreams or that next level life is actually to face up to the fact that life isn't already like that. You know, there've been so many times in my life that I've wanted to run away. I've wanted to pull back. I've wanted to go in a different direction. But in truth, my love, right? And in absolute truth, I had to face up to the shitty circumstances I was in and be honest with myself before I can create change. We must have that awareness and then that moves into acceptance. So these are, as you probably recognize, some stages of grief, but acceptance is step number two, is accepting exactly where you are right now 
is where you are right now. But accepting where you are right now is not saying this is where I'm going to be forever. What a lot of people do is live in denial, but deep down thinking this is what they're succumbed to or what they're trapped in. But that's not the reality of this, babe, right? What acceptance says is acceptance is actually releasing the need to run. Acceptance is actually acknowledging truly where you are and being able to say to yourself, cool, I accept where I am. I accept that every decision I have made up to this point has led me to this point. So when you accept where you are, that is a powerful state of being because what that takes you out of is it takes you out of denial, number one, and two, what it puts you in is a power play to be able to say, right, so what do I want instead? So here's the thing. When you accept life situations, what people think is they think, well, if I accept it, then I won't change it. And it's actually the total opposite. By accepting it as it is, that is what gives you the power to be able to change it. We are 100% responsible for everything that happens in our life, whether it's what we attract, how we behave, how we look, how much money we have. We are 100% responsible. And that's not meant to feel heavy. That's actually meant to empower you to know that you have everything it takes to change it. So when you've accepted where you are as truth, as just how it is, right, and you can't change it, this is how it is, this is how life is, then you're in a position to go, okay, what do I actually want? And not what do I want? So this is step number three. This is what you desire, right? So not what I desire because things are shit, but actually what do I want? What a lot of people do is want things or think they want things because something is shit. So money's a great example, right? So they'll say things like, I want more money or I want to earn more money because I don't have enough money. But actually what they mean is they want to be abundant. They want to be wealthy. They want to feel great. But when we create desires from a negative place, like that's the first step. But when we actually sit down and get really clear on what it is that we want, which is wealth and abundance and security and other feelings that come around with money, when you focus on the thing that you want rather than wanting something because you don't want something else, that's a different energy. That's a different space. That's a different reality that you create. And you're also going to take different actions and behave in different ways. So by being really clear on what you desire, what feels good to you, what feels like you know, something that you're drawn towards, that you're excited about. That's what a desire really is. You know, some people believe desires are bad. I mean, I think that comes down to a level of religious text, but a desire is just a calling of your heart and soul, right? And if you are Christian in any sense, you know, why would you have those if they were bad? Like, that's not how this works. This is, life isn't a test, right? Life is the opportunity to fulfill your wildest dreams and desires. So get really, really clear on your desire, what you want so is it I want to earn 10,000 pounds by the end of the year is it I want my coaching business to be thriving is it I want to be you know in a really loving relationship is it I want to uh I mean literally the list goes on right let me think of something mine I want to feel good in my skin every single day I want to feel I want to feel wealthy and abundant when I wake up in the morning like whatever the feelings is and I want you to focus on the feeling of that desire rather than the literal things so what I mean by that is rather than be specific about the amount of money because that specifics comes next but I want you to focus on how you want to feel because when you focus on how you want to feel then you can work out what the detail is the feeling always comes first because you will never manifest from a logical idea or a process you will always manifest from how you feel and what you desire so step number one, awareness, step number two, acceptance, step number three is desires. Step number four is then actually building a strategy. So building a process of how you're going to do that. Now, this requires me to be honest and give you a freaking hard truth, which is you are not, you are one million, not percent, like not going to, right, manifest, attract, create something that you do not believe you can have. 
So part of your strategy is working on your beliefs. The other part of your strategy is then the practical pieces, right? So the emotional and the practical pieces. So the emotional piece is believing that you can, right? Believing that you're worthy, believing that you're enough. And then the practical piece is where you get really clear on on the how. Now, I always believe that you want to be quite loose about the how, because when we get too specific, we basically cut the balls off the universe if the universe was a dude, right? And you want to give them, there'd be room for surprises. You want to make there's room for maneuver. Because example, I've told this money story a thousand times. Let me tell you a different one. So I wanted to manifest a specific amount of money by the end of this year. Now, obviously, we're only in September and I have been really loose about the how of that. Now, actually, what's happened in the last couple of weeks is I've had a couple of like emails and phone calls to basically say that I'm entitled to compensation for something that happened with my Mercedes and that I no longer own. That I have a Jag now and um, something that's going on with my garden. <laughs> it sounds so crazy. I'm not going to get into it in the build of my house. So both of those things were not things I could have planned, things I could have known, things I could have prepared for, things I could have strategized, neither of those things. But because I was clear about the desire, I knew I believed I was worthy. I accepted where I was at financially and what my next level goal was, that those things could become a reality. But this is where you have to be open about the how. So a strategy would be something like, right, I believe that I can. My strategy that I'm going to do that with is, I believe that actually if I sold a <clears> hundred <throat> fitness training programs or that I did an extra hundred hours at work, I don't know, I'm making it up, right? hundred hours at work that I could achieve that financial goal. And I always use the financial goal because a lot of people are motivated by money. So you've got a practical way you could achieve it. So it could be even I win the lottery, right? So I want you to give yourself a practical way you could do it. And then I want you to list out 30 random ways it could happen. So the same thing with weight loss. So you could have a strategy of, right, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week and I'm going to eat clean or maybe you're doing my 30 day plan maybe drop me a message um if you want to jump on that but maybe you're like right okay so I want to achieve this body goal so maybe you've got a strategy in place but I don't want you to be so attached to the process that you don't actually leave room for maneuver because what often happens is people are so obsessed with the process that they actually forget to trust and trust is really the final piece that's number five right it's trusting the process and trusting the process comes down to knowing that you're enough and knowing that you're doing enough and trusting that you're doing enough. And, you know, this is where coaches can be really helpful. So whether it's a fitness coach, whether it's a money coach, whether it's a mindset coach, whether it's a whatever coach, right. Or, you know, a mentor or a leader or someone who's done what you want to do, where he's a friend. Right. And, you know, I see this a lot is that people try to do things on their own, but they try to do things they've never done. And you can't, you can't take advice from somebody who's never done the thing that you want to do. Like, why would you ever do that? A lot of people do that. They're like, I want to start a business. And people say to them, why would you want to do that? Oh my God, have you ever run a fucking business? No. So you want to take advice or, or support or mentorship or leadership or invest in yourself, right? From people who've done the thing that you want to do. And so that then gives you the, the confidence and the belief and the trust. That's all that really is, right? Is the trust that it can happen. Some people, have built enough self-awareness and enough self-trust to not need mentors, right? But I will tell you, likely every single person who earns six, seven, multi-seven figures at some point in their career has had a mentor who has paved the way for them, whether it's in a book, whether it's an audio. You know, I have many silent mentors who have I've used their books as Bibles over the years, right? But the reason why that works is because you trust in something bigger. You don't have to just trust yourself. You trust in their words, you trust in their advice, you trust in their course, you trust in their book, whatever it is, right? And so as a result of that, that allows you to trust the process and more people get results. That's honestly why more people get results when they work with a coach and they work on their own, even if the plan was exactly the same, because of the fact that you take that pressure and responsibility off yourself and you hand over the process and the trust to somebody else.
So those five steps is how I reset myself at any point. So, you know, I'm halfway through that process now. So I've, you know, done all the basics. So this is the other thing. There are some basic fundamentals that can really, really serve you. So one of those is to clear your space. So to get clear and clean about your space. So I've unpacked, I've done all my washing, I've reorganized my desk, I've sorted out all my clothes. I have um, sorted out my invoicing and expenses. So I use an accounting software. My accountants do all the back end for me, but I upload all my receipts and stuff. So I've made sure I've done all that. That's all reconciled. Like those kind of things help me clear my energy and not feel cluttered and messy. Like when you feel cluttered and messy, you're going to feel more overwhelmed. So simple things like clearing your physical space, clearing your virtual space, space like clearing your desktop that's one of the things on my list for the next 24 hours clear my desktop organize my emails you know I've had thousands of emails over the last couple of months working on this project you know is to start filing those or archiving those those kind of things can be great for clearing space clearing your phone content up I've ordered a brand new phone today I ordered the new iPhone Pro 14 cannot wait ordered it in purple um and I'm not going to be transferring all of my data and all my photos and videos over I'll just airdrop them as I need them I'm keeping my other phone to help me feel clean and clear and so what my urge to you is, is to make space, because I talk about this when I talk about manifesting, but if you're not making space to, to, to be aware, you're not making space to accept, you're not making space to declare your desire, like nothing is just mess, right? It's just mess. And that messy energy is also messy manifestation, is also messy attraction. And we want to be super freaking intentional, right? So that's the second thing. The energy you must carry through all of those five steps is you must absolutely be focused and intentional about what you want to create you must be sat there excuse me end of a cold you must be sat there thinking right I'm doing this I'm going to make myself aware I'm going to sit here and accept because I want change you cannot not really want change and try and go through those five steps and expect results you just can't and the third thing you absolutely have to do is you have to be kind to yourself berating yourself in this process for where you are in life no matter whether that's financially emotionally spiritually your body whatever it is you cannot berate yourself to the next level of that part of your life it doesn't happen like that that puts you in a negative energy a negative state the negative state and negative energy does not lead to massive growth inspiration vision right inspired action none of that comes in that state so they are your five steps and they are the three top tips that come around it for resetting when you have felt a little bit off kilter. Maybe you felt a little bit lost and maybe right now you're sat here realizing there are, you know, three and a half months till the end of the year and you want to make change. Like I believe you can create an next level life by the end of the year. I believe that anything is possible. I have U-turned my life many, many, many times. And I trust in myself because I've done it before that I can do this. And if you need that little bit more of that trust, plug into my podcast, go back through my social content, watch what I have created and know that that is a reality for you as well. So I have a sore throat, so that's enough for today, enough to stop talking. I hope this episode resonated with you. If it did, feel free to leave a review below. Give me a little like and a comment, share on social media. I would love to hear from you and I will see you on the next episode.